No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Hey now, No Simple Road family. This week's guest is Alex Coford, and I thought we'd do something a little different and start the show off with some of his music. This is his single that's getting ready to come out any day now, so keep your ears peeled. This is Out of Here by Colonel and the Mermaids.
Got a joint? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah. join us at uh, that it's joint a, we have. It's a uh, super that joint. Is uh, a, lo- a decibel loud that is made with "Where's My Bike" flour. <laughs> I love the names. It's painted with Blue Dream rosin and it's rolled in Blue Dream Keef. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I can get that at Define Premium Cannabis, can't yes, I? Yes, you can get that at Define, D-E-F-Y-N-E. Why? Cannabis. Because we With smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Two locations, though. One in Forest Grove and one in Hillsborough to serve the greater Portland area for their cannabis needs. Premium. <laughs> Premium cannabis. cannabis. As they say, <laughs> yes, and your edibles and your rosins and your distillates and your fake urine topicals. in case you're getting pee tested and topicals and marital aids and stuff. Yeah. They do have that. They do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Apple, they, tell the people about Define. I, well, it's a great place, first of all, to work. As everybody knows, it's been listening. I, that's where I work at, and I love it. Come in, get educated. Uh, we've got great bud tenders there. They really have we, amazing bud tenders yeah, there. Yeah, it, it's a, a relaxed environment. There's no pressure. We spend our time with customers. That it's, is one thing for me. I, I thought when we moved up here that I knew about cannabis yeah, you did. But after you guys working in the industry and seeing how overwhelming the choices can be, it's really fucking cool to have somewhere to go where people will spend the time with you to help you find the product that's right for you. And for the, I, I didn't know that there was like different types of high. You know what I mean? I just oh, thought yeah. it, you get it's high. weed, yeah. you smoke it or eat it or whatever with it and you get high and I didn't know that there was a daytime and a nighttime and this one's up and this one's creative and this one's groovy and this whatever. Sexy. And a CBD Cosmic. that's just yeah. the medicine and all yeah. the, you know, there's, and I, it's an education every day. There's new products coming out every day. So. One thing that I appreciate about Define is that they have a lot of employees at one time and a lot of other dispensaries, um, they simply can't afford to employ so many, you know, uh, such a big overhead, but they do that so that the person can take five minutes with you or 10 minutes with you whatever it takes to get you your right medicine yeah we're not just they're not just trying to hurry up and get your weed no. and get the fuck out the door and whether it's one joint that you spend 10 minutes with or a 300 dollars order um they are going to take the same time with you and that's what's amazing and makes define stand out amongst all of the other shops that i've been to and they are a sponsor of the No Simple Road family. They're so if you listen to the show, us, guys. head over to Define in Forest Grove, or if you want, go to the one in Hillsboro and ask for Apple, and he will personally help you out. And yes. mention that you listen to No Simple Road when you check out to get 10% off your purchase. Yep, 10% yep. off your purchase. I have a t-shirt. Yeah. Ooh, so, snap. Right on, guys. Cool go to at Define Premium Cannabis. On D-E, Instagram. We gotta always clarify D E F Y N E Define. Or Define.life on the internet or at Define Apparel. And Guys, check out their clothes. I'm wearing their um, tie dye <laughs> right now and their beanie. It's 
a comfy ass beanie and they're and tied it's cool. yeah, great gear. Yeah. And we got more gear coming up. Come out. We got more shirt designs coming up and 420 yeah. is right around the corner. We're which making is it a happen, huge you guys. Holidays are right around the corner too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go so stock up on are. some cannabis at Define. Come in and visit me. I'd love to meet you. Go see Apple. <laughs> doesn't love fucking shop tour bus man come on shop I, mean, I don't want to meet that person I don't. doesn't no i want to meet him so i can convert him oh, yeah that's true. there you go yeah, yeah be like you know what right. you never got a shop tour bucks box bucks bucks box bucks. shop tour bucks shop bucks. tour bucks box <laughs> nobody's ever gotten a shop tour bucks box, bucks box. <laughs> at shop tour bus on instagram or shop on the internet go there and grab yourself a grateful dead inspired t-shirt sticker if you don't know which shirt to pick you can get a really nice gift certificate for somebody you will get a hand-designed box that's got a beautiful Grateful Dead lyric written on it with some really neat markers. And your shirt will be intentionally and tidily rolled like mm-hmm. that lady on TV that tidies up everything, I'm sure. Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah, she showed them how to roll their shirts, it looks like. And then they're going to tie it with this really cool twine that they get at the local craft store. They didn't like, just buy it at, at like Michael's or something. They went to a, a very nice craft store and they bought twine and they're going to send you a bootleg and they're going to send you a pencil to spool the bootleg with and they're going to send you candy and stuff. Do I get trinkets? Maybe, if you're good. Oh, yes. And when you check out, if you use the code no simple road you get free shipping free shipping so this is free shipping is good so i say people pay amazon prime for free shipping that's right it's a value all you got to do is type in some letters and uh, our letters and you want to know what's right you're typing in our letters every time somebody types in no simple road you charge the no simple road entity the family you do no simple road boom one more little energy bubble boom another energy bubble so type in those energy bubbles i like energy bubbles yeah i like that it's true and it'll come to you the energy bubble bubble will come back to you in the form of a really cool box yeah with like when you get it you're gonna be like it came to me for free yeah. And the money that I spent to get this free product is supporting family. What? Boom. And so. I get something cool out of it. And it's going to be soft. Those t-shirts are super And those hoodies soft. look super nice. I actually yeah. have my shop tour bus t-shirt on uh, right look, now, too. No, us her and this one's yeah. my favorite. I've got a couple of them, but Trends this one is my favorite. Is the best oh, one. Yeah. Our collaboration is my favorite mm-hmm. t-shirt that gray feels so good on your skin and stay tuned because there's more to come from shop tour bus and no simple road collaborating what do they got coming up so they got stuff out right now i mentioned last week the road jimmy shirt came out now they got road jimmy vinyl slaps available Ooh, slaps. and i think one thing it was just we really needed to point out is they got another big box of bootlegs and that came from one of our listeners did it by did the it way really? it yes did? it did thank from you bob. yeah oh bob. i think he lives here that's Kuzbeko, I think, or something like that. I'm Thanks, not sure. Bob. Thank you so much. That's yeah, so sweet. Super cool. Oh my gosh. I, I, whenever I see you, I'm going to give you the biggest hug ever. And, you know, you've got a water bottle, most likely. Most of us do. And it 
does not have a Road Jimmy sticker on it. No, it doesn't. So, And I love that design with the skeleton, the little rabbit, and the canoe. I'm glad the stickers thing. have made a comeback because I've always loved stickers from my Lisa Frank sticker book when I was like in fourth grade <sighs> with my friggin' Care Bear stickers. I love stickers and... I'm glad Shop Tour Bus is putting out those cute little Jimmy Rowe stickers. Yep. So shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get more than you bargained for. So it seems to be a theme around here that cannabis is wonderful. Do you guys agree? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's been doing yes. wonderful things for us for a long time. You can't just leave the shit laying around. No. You gotta, you gotta no. treat it right. Respect no. it. So, we're the No Simple Road family. Why wouldn't we have a sponsor that is the largest producer of packaging and products for the cannabis industry? We but wouldn't. We wouldn't, we, right? We do. Right. So, Kush Supply Company is our sponsor. They are not recreationable or cannibals. I'm just going to say that now. I'm having a hard time reading this copy, man. As medical and recreational cannabis continue to be legalized, one leader has emerged as the go-to company to produce state-compliant packaging for cannabis. Guess who it is? Kushko. Kushko. So what does it mean? What's that mean, It means they make... What's that mean? Well, if you're a leader of something, that means you're the best. You're winning. All these states that have medical cannabis and recreational have different laws right regarding like how this is supposed to be packaged yeah. they yeah. need to be child change all the time they got to comply laws. with labeling requirements and all that crap and it's very strict for good reasons to keep it away from children yeah, yeah. also for you to keep it safe, and, safe fresh. and fresh and it's cool to have a company that knows all that stuff from state to state but the packaging doesn't have to be lame right no. you don't have to it doesn't have to be tinfoil right it's got to be cool so Kush works with producers to create their own branding on amazingly innovative boxes, tubes, bottles, and other packages that go pop, so they look amazing and function really good. Kushco also produces vaping hardware and supplies, so if you've been in a dispensary lately, and I'm guessing you guys that listen probably have, you've definitely seen these Kush products. They have offices in 10 states, plus Canada and China. Please go to kushsupplyco.com forward slash podcast to learn more about what they're up to. Yeah, don't forget that forward slash podcast because that's how they know that yeah. you heard about it from us and they're cool yes. yeah at least just go check it out see what's up be like oh that's right. oh hey I that's told- what aaron was talking yeah. about that's yeah. what he was saying recreationable and cannibal over and over again <laughs> everybody's laughing at him you yeah, guys didn't get to I hear it because really i cut it hard. out but i did say that a whole bunch of times at the beginning of the ad so and it's kind of cool a, to check out because there are so many products that you that i'm in the industry and that amazes me how many things yeah. we put cannabis into your nose? No, your like mouth? you're putting it in squirt oh, bottles oh, oh, and in jars don't and in vape cartridges. Yeah, like, don't shove things up your nose. No, don't. It's it's bad habit. Go to kushsupplyco.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Hey, this is Nat Keefe from Hot Buttered Rum. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Oh, 
Why did that become popular? I mean her parents made her Wow, that's good man. I was gonna say, yeah, she's good at remembering lyrics from like this. I honestly have no idea what you guys are talking about. He's a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mel knows most of the lyrics to like a lot of the one hit wonders that nobody like like it's how do you remember that? Because you're like jamming to your like would I would just it was like a mantra. That's how all those songs that's why I know lyrics because once I learn them, if I like the song, it's never gonna go out of my head. Hey now. The Simple Road family, welcome so to the middle of our conversation about <laughs> what was the name of that band? Um, um, Crash Test Dummies. Crash Test Dummies. Okay, what's that? okay? Yeah, I mean, okay. I yeah. just don't. It, it just dawned on me, like, why was that? I, it was fun. Let's rap. start a the band. The video was have... weird and cool, and his who sings like rah, rah, yeah. rah. like it's like it, mumble it's rappers, catchy. but it's mumble yeah. rock. <laughs> <laughs> I so. But he was he enunciated everything though. That was one thing. It wasn't really mumbly. His voice was like gurgly. Drone. I was talking about that too. My favorite of it was you all should hear Mel rap. She knows like the lyrics to every rap song going back to like the late seventies and early eighties. Yep. I love to rap. You wanna know I've never karaokeed. What? When have you in twenty one years seen me karaoke? That one time when we karaoke, and you know what, you know yeah. what, too. This is also we a did karaoke. at Mark's house once. Mark's house this, one time. This you're came right. with a microphone where you can karaoke at the same time you're playing stuff. Well, the microphone is in my room. Maybe you'll ever... get a karaoke video. You said you were going to make me play guitar on the show. I'm going to make yeah. you rap on the show. Well, I never made you do shit. No, you didn't. So Thank you need to do goodness. It. You need to do it now. Now that you remind I me, I just yeah, I made myself nervous even saying that. I just think it's so silly that. Everybody out here listening, whoever's listening, has heard Aaron say multiple times, I'm not a musician. I don't play music. Well, I fiddle around. You're, you used to fucking lead worship. <laughs> like, you led yep. a band. And a band that was for Jesus at that. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. No. Those people are Jesus into Jesus. Jesus. They do. He has high standards. And you rocked the house down. I only saw it once, but when I went, that blew my mind. It was like mic was drop like, status. What? Those older women that were, you know, feeling you, they were like, you were like their freaking... Alex Coford. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. really. You were you were the shit back then, babe, for reals. Okay. And it's a shame that you feel the way that you do because if like take you're away still the shit. it was the shit. It really was. And you have the ability to be cool. a leader of a band. You're already the leader of a band. I am. I'm a leader of this yeah. band. But you, I'm talking about music band too, for real. You, okay. It's a rubber band. You're legit. It's a rubber band. So anyway, talking about Alex Coford. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so weird. It's it's very cool that on the heels of coming back i was just talking to apple before the show and i was like holy shit that was last weekend that we were at terrapin it seems like 10 years ago already (laughs) on the heels of that weekend that this is our first episode after that is part of that family and and then we're going to see him in two weeks two weeks yeah from yesterday so 13 days we're counting down (laughs) yeah to Phil and the Terrapin Family Band at the Roseland Theater. And if you live in the Portland area or you're coming up for the show, let us know. 
hit us up and yeah. say, hey, we're going to see Phil and we listen to No Simple Road and we want to hang out with you guys. Let's go shake a We'd like yeah. to tail hang feather out. together. Shake a we're good at hanging out. I yeah. Check it out. Watch. Holy <gasps> crap. Dude. Oh, shit. Look at me. You're hanging Aaron's out hanging too out. much. Hanging, hanging out, out too all much. Way. That's all. No. <laughs> I don't know, but are you granny blanket comfy? Okay, Ryder. I just, I have a bone to pick. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. I only have one blanket from my own mother. She's my grandmother. You have three. Have First of all, I definitely would I give Jasper way more things than I would give Sydney or Simon. I hope Sydney and Simon are listening. Well, I'm, I am grandchild, I'm, and I have two blankets, not three. Grandchildren get more than regular children. Okay. That's true. That's fair. I bet Jasper will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how's everybody's week since Terrapin? You can start it out, babe. How was your week? It's been a trip. What kind of trip? This uh, No Simple Road thing is thing. really <laughs> Our life. going into high gear. A lot is happening. You put it into high gear. I did. At the beginning of 2019, I wrote myself an email and I gave myself goals for the end of the year. Ooh. And I am manifesting those things that I told myself I'm doing. Yeah. I did. Nice. And it's a trip when I see all of it happening and not that. Um, I'm amazed that I'm doing it anymore. I'm amazed at the rapidity of it. Does that make sense? How fast it's all happening. I'm I'm not sad that that's the way it is, but it's definitely uh, surreal is the word that I'll use to see it all happen day after day. Like this email comes in and then I'm talking to this person that I've revered for years and then we're going to this festival and this and that and you know the gorge and everything that's going to happen there and all of it like if you if if I allow myself to look at it as one huge thing it's a little overwhelming honestly it's like holy shit but it's it's amazing. Like I don't want it any other way. I don't want it to stop. I we were just talking to Alex and that's what he said. He's like, I just don't want it to end. And I feel like that too. Like, cool. We're we're on the road and here we go. And let's see what the fuck happens. <laughs> and let's get weird. <laughs> what you just said to them, I feel like now, right after this interview too, it's like so much. I don't feel it's a bus anymore. It's back to like you're the like the conductor of the semiconductor. We're we're on a train, and now that train <laughs> there, no one's really driving. You're not driving mm-hmm. anymore. It's an no. autopilot. No, I'm just I'm at and the, people the keep door. Getting, yeah, and people, and that's how I feel. I'm like in the second car back, and as the guests are coming on the train. And then it's like get everything in order and keep the train clean and I am keep, running you know, back and forth to all the trains. <laughs> I'm like, Garrett, what are you doing up here? <laughs> yeah, now we're now it's like we're hosts and hostesses yeah. uh, welcoming people on the like, here, yeah. come get comfortable, have a train, come do yeah. laundry. Yeah, if I you really want. do come feel do. <laughs> more of a level of responsibility and desire for this uh, thing to be even more beautiful and to bless more people. Um, where before I really didn't I can't say I didn't care. I always care, but I just didn't 
have the same ownership behind it and I feel a lot more of a sense of ownership and pride for it and excitement for what's happening and and to see you it's growing all of us up but if I'll speak on on everybody individually to see you looking the way that you do feeling the way that you do motivated the way that you are it is inspiring to all of us like you just simply work in your game is helping all of us do our game. You know, like <clears throat> when we were at the gorge and Trey hits those notes that like sustain forever. Like that's how I feel. That's the way I feel inside. Like that. Like, yeah, like, writing those notes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've noticed like over the past week, obviously you can't you can't maintain that twenty four seven. Life has ebb and flow. Yeah, nature has ebb and flow. Sure. But even in the down part of it, where it'll the ebb. taper off, it's still there. And, it's still on the high note. And, it's just, and I've yeah. experienced the high note, so I know where to look to get it back. And I'm realizing that it's not taking. It used to be things outside of myself happening that would cause that feeling to happen, like something we'd book a guest or we'd, I don't know, get a new Patreon subscriber or whatever, and then I would feel that excitement, right? It's not that anymore. It's it's more me than stuff outside happening, making me feel like that. It's me making me feel like that because I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm doing it. I'm putting Manifest pieces in place. It. Yeah. And it feels fucking awesome. And I, I this week, too, I was thinking a lot about like community and like uh, how what community is and what it means and and wondering like why people listen to no simple road there's a lot of podcasts out there yeah there are. there's a lot of different choices and things well, maybe and, they, this is one of right choices but and i was thinking about myself and the way my mind is and and what i've done to or for myself I guess is a way you could put it with psychedelics and it it can be really uncharted where you go in your head it can be hard and weird and if I'm being honest a little scary sometimes when visuals don't stop or you wake up from a nap and you feel like you're on three or four hits of really good acid like out of the blue didn't do shit and you feel like you're tripping or just going through a day and your empathy level is through the roof and you can feel everybody around you <laughs> and it's fucking crazy. And I realized that just talking about that stuff on here is the thing that's creating the community because there's other people out there that feel that shit and are not lost, but experiencing that, in their head too and just simply to hear somebody else yeah. say Going that they fucking it. felt like that yeah is they a big can, deal yeah i was at work the other day and this 
guy I mean everybody's new to me so I don't know very anybody very well but he said you know um I like talking to you Melanie because you talk about deep stuff and I was like yeah well I don't like I don't talk about the weather or politics I don't care about that stuff like it's not that it doesn't affect me it's just that I don't allow it to I got better things yeah I got exactly I got thank you baby thank you for filling that in and I just realized that being able to talk how we talk with each other like just like well we're doing it and then airing it um it is liberating it's liberating to a lot of people like well for us just yeah forget the other yeah yeah. everybody else I'm saying for us Mm -hmm. it's a thing I agree I agree because this is all we would have kind of talked about this before but it wasn't something that we were not forced but something that we had to sit down and do every Saturday or Sunday to discuss we were our doing trip. it on our own but now and it's it would created now, now it's there's a time and a place yes. it's intentional we're gonna discuss what's happening and it so then it forces me personally to think about it during the week mm. and, oh yeah and yeah. It really helps. And it makes you the other thing that we all do too is work with, with conversations with people and stuff is we're listeners. They also listen. Yeah. I hear that all the time. It's like, I like talking to you because you actually listen. People can tell when you look yes. into somebody's eyes if they're just like off somewhere else. And so we listen and like that all week preparing for it. We're listening. Listening yeah. for those and for the input to formulate what we're going to be doing and stuff. And we're open. Listening to the music, it's listening to the conversations, listening to the magic. It's, it's forced all of us to not be part time. No, with yeah. magic. Yeah, it really has, and I, I just realized that just now. Like, yeah, we are we're in it. Yeah, it yeah. is happening There's all no around more. us. We are. We can't half ass it anymore. No. That's the end of the story. Mm-mm. We just cannot half ass it, like, and that's. Well, kind of how I started was saying that I feel more vested into it and I don't even know how to why I would say more like if I strip everything around this is my life a different you feel a different connection to yeah it. a different it's a more mature more it's like grown you know like tentful for the first time in my life like a practitioner like just like like this interview and everything these are practitioners of magic they're up there doing their thing and so are we yeah we are weekly and so are our listeners the things that we see them putting on instagram the art that's being created they're all practitioners gosh our our instagram family is you guys are talented as heck i mean it is such an a cool thing to go on instagram and see people selling their wares their beautiful like creative, Jewelry, artful, shirts, art, every, everything. Yeah, and All you see it grow. Yeah. You see more and more every yeah. week. I start seeing bead, you know, just different stuff. And it's cool, every man. Week. And so, just you know, little PSA: don't ever let anybody bring you down. You know, like keep posting your awesome shit, even if you don't feel like it's awesome. It's cool that you're doing it. Period. And it, something really cool that came out of us going down to Terrapin last week was meeting Daniel. Schenken from TAM Integration. Well, I didn't meet him, so I'm excited to. And he's going to come on the show next week. And for me, it's kind of a full circle thing interviewing him. I've never met him before, you know, but 
in doing No Simple Road has really made me, uh, I don't know if understand is the right word or not, but like appreciate what integration is and how important it is for us in this space with what we're doing with ourselves and our minds. Like it, yeah. it is of the utmost importance to watch where we're headed and to pay attention when we're in that space and to use the things that we get while we're there. And I think for me anyway, I was very lackadaisical in that in years past and that the trip would happen and then I would just kind of feel like, well, that was great and now it's gone. And I don't feel like that anymore. Like since last summer, I don't feel like that anymore. Like uh, it's much more. It's uh, much, much more. I feel personal. part of something that, yeah, very personal. And for the first time in my life, going to be 50 in May, I feel like part of something that's got, that's going somewhere that is something, not just like, oh, well, this is cool. It's a hobby. It's whatever. This has created great direction in all uh, of our lives. And I mean, just on a small side note, like, interviewing your dad like i talked to him the other day and he was like grateful he was like thank you for that was fun you know like that's weird just affecting people that we never even knew that would like i didn't know it would affect myself well i didn't know doing this show would affect me at all and the thing that i love the most about all of it right is that it includes everybody that's listening. It's My not it's not just this thing happening to us and we're talking about it and then sending it out to you guys out there. We're all having this experience together and we get to share it. And I, we talked to Alex about this during the interview. There's no separation between a uh, musician and and the listener or the podcaster and the listener it's community it's family it's all of us experiencing this thing together yeah you're actively listening or actively speaking yeah if you send me a dm i'm gonna fucking answer it if you hit me up on on facebook i'm gonna communicate with you there's no wall you know what i mean and so we get to all have this experience together and not to mention if you go back and you listen to the very first episode of no simple road and then you come back and you listen to this right now, you get to experience the evolution too. Yeah. yeah. Like that is the best thing about this thing is that mm-hmm. we've kept this audio encyclopedia Diary. of what it's been like to live in Portland. Like you guys have kind of <laughs> come on the ride with us. Like we moved in 2016. Uh, this show started in 2017 and we are in 2019 right now. So wow. you guys have been here almost since the genesis of our um, creating this family me Ryder Apple Aaron Simon Darwin. and the, Darwin in Darwin. this home and then of course you've seen the guests and the visitors and heard about all of the experiences that we've had like nobody's ever going to be able to take this away and that's one of the best things like we will remember it if we go back to episode 42 we'll be like oh yeah remember when we did whatever or that was so cool we interviewed whoever and i remember the lessons like i'll go back in my journals of you know the ones that i would write about and 
it brings me back to like the feeling of remembering a trip that I worked something out of or remembering after we saw that concert and going back to the trip that night and being like, oh, shit, that was the best feeling. And that's the best feeling now, too, is we take something from every, every we are getting educated and yeah, we furthering are. ourselves and this whole thing with everything we do. And that's it's that's all rewarding the thing that I if I pulled one thing out of today's interview, like for me, I realized that this entire thing is family. Talking to Alex is like talking to a friend I haven't seen in 20 years yeah we've we've said that yeah. so many times and, on the show and after going to terrapin last weekend that place feels like home yeah it i feels felt like so a living comfortable room. there and, <laughs> yeah and then talking to him this week it's like oh i get it so, that's the way it's supposed so there's, to be there's a feeling there's a feeling of ohana <laughs> Ohana means, means no one gets left behind. Seriously, there it's there's a feeling because, like when I spoke with uh, Carolyn in the bathroom, and we were talking for like ten minutes, and you know, granted, she, if she listens to the show, she knows you know about Jasper and the, all the stuff. So that we didn't have to. There was like no getting to know each other. It was just jumping right in, and that is an awesome feeling to be in another city in uh, not necessarily a place that I go to all the time and to f be known and to have a conversation with your cousin uh, or your friend or yourself. your sister exactly and to genuinely feel good for her and her beautiful little cute dash running around and just like just getting dash. to know people through Instagram through the show through uh, being honest with each other it's that feeling of family is just it's is really what cool I love. meeting those people because we yeah. already know them. Like meeting Caroline, yeah. she is so, she's so sweet. It was so mm -hmm. great to meet her, and it's rad to see people like Alex Coford stepping out and doing his thing with Colonel and the Mermaids. And what you guys will hear in the interview, I don't want to rehash prehash pre what's happening, but you know, just being at that point where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm. I, I know this thing and I'm going to go for it. You know, I'm stepping out of the nest. That That's badass. Yeah. That's badassery on a level that I have aspired to, you know. And I think that's, that's like the point for all of us is finding that thing that brings us joy and that thing that we're passionate about and then putting everything we have into it. That's, you know, a, a lot of us work jobs that don't bring us fulfillment that's part of this system and a lot of us don't and a lot of i was just gonna say and a lot of us don't and those of us that do though there's many other things in our lives besides that job that we can look to that bring us joy and happiness and those are the places that you put focus and then that job where you're sitting in the cubicle becomes the fuel well, for that like, thing like you were saying earlier it's good to put energy and stuff into the things that make you feel happy externally, but a lot of people forget, everyone forgets from time to time, even if you do it on a regular basis, that you have to be the main thing that makes you happy. Yeah, you're the power plant. Yeah, you are the mitochondria of your life. I like being a power plant. 
<laughs> power plant's good. Yeah. And I think our, our no simple road, like, word of the week, because I like <laughs> to do that sometimes, is listen. Listen. Mm, that is an excellent one. Apple. What listen. are we listening for? Everything. Hmm. Yeah, just have listening to, listen. to yourself. Sometimes yep. not thinking so much, just stopping and listening. Listen to the rain. Listen to the rain. I did I, that this then, morning. And also, I, I got to back up because this is just funny. It's my laugh when Mel said it. Every time, every time we go somewhere, yeah, that was beep, beep. Yeah, that's funny. Get it? Every time we go it's somewhere, so we always hear Mel said she just said it like Caroline. Oh, yeah, we, we were hanging, we were met in the bathroom and we're talking for like 10 minutes. Dudes don't do that. Dudes don't meet no. in the bathroom no, uh, and talk. You don't even look at each other mm-hmm. and shit. Do not make eye contact with me in the, in the bathroom. Don't make eye contact with me. We can talk outside of the bathroom. It sounds like girls just have this other world that dudes don't even know. It's like the woman's bathroom bathroom is where they hang out so there's a place there's a sink yeah there's the sink and you wash your hands and then if you need to wash your hands in the bathroom yeah that's weird gross babe come on (laughs) and then like if your hair is like frizzy you put a little bit of water on it and then if you really need a little extra tlc you scoot over to the other mirror where there's no sink and you can put your lipstick on and you can like pat your face if it's greasy and you can like you know look at your butt in the mirror make sure your like panty line isn't like definitely do that weird I do that so, in every mirror I come across. There it is. That's I have a I have a favor to ask. I forgot to do something when we were at Terrapin last week. So if anybody out there is listening and you live in San Rafael and you go to Terrapin, or if you're headed there in the next whenever, in the men's room, the towel dispenser has uh, a Higgs sticker, a No Simple Road sticker, and a Garcia Birthday Band sticker all next to each other. If you would take a picture of that and send it to no simple road at gmail.com. And did you do any of those good. things? I put the no simple road sticker there. <gasps> That's cheating. I did. Cheater. I did it. Who put the Higgs sticker there? Don't know. Who I, put the Garcia birthday? I don't know. I, well, I, I did. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I've never been there <laughs> before. <laughs> I looked at him like, really? No, no. Where were you? I've oh. never been there. He was oh sneaky. But yeah, if, if you're going to go there and you're a man <laughs> go in the men's room or if you're married you're a woman yeah. don't be taking pictures in the men's room what are you talking about you just said you don't even talk to each other oh, don't, take picture don't, don't absolutely don't, don't let out. anyone else be in that picture yeah. don't get caught taking pictures of other dudes in the bathroom yeah, that's not that's okay. weird. anyway if you're there and you happen to have the opportunity please send me that picture I would love to have that and I completely forgot just like when Adam McDougal was at the house you, I have for no, hours no video, no Wait. picture, no nothing to prove that it actually you know, happened. When Esteban, do you remember when Esteban was here? He was like telling us, he's like, go set up a camera right across the way. It's a perfect angle. It would shoot all of us. Hunter sent us a camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, Wait a there's literally quick, no We don't excuse. even have all of our episodes on YouTube yet. That's true. Listen, I'm just saying there's no excuse. Mr. Three Days a Week Off. Anyway, oh, it's right. getting, he's get he's digging, writer. I don't. Anyway, digging. Just saying. So, here we so, are. Yep, here we are. Getting ready to listen to listen. a nice digging. interview. Yeah. You hear this? But listen, listen to Apple. What'd you say, Apple? I said, and here we are. We're getting ready to let you all listen to a nice interview in a few minutes. But we, we still got business. But we yeah, have to we do got business. business. So, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Head over to www.nosimpleroad.com to find out all the things that are happening with the show. You can get all the past episodes up there and on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, there is a calendar of events up there on nosimpleroad.com, and. 
you will, let's see, what would you see if you went there? You would see who's coming up that we're going to be interviewing. You'll see what, uh, what like shows we're going to be at. We, that's yeah. a good website, babe. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. I've had several people that I've showed the show to and sent them to the um, website. website and they dug it and Every time yeah. I go on there, I like it too. Thanks. I've had, and I've had several people ask, "Who does your? Who does that?" Yeah, Squarespace, <laughs> non-spawn. Anyway, um, yeah, the calendar. Ew, non-spawn. non-spawn. <laughs> <laughs> the calendar's up there, and uh, Ew. it shows who we're going to be interviewing, and also what events we're going to be at. So, if you're in the area or you are so inclined, you can come hang out. And speaking of hanging out, go to reddit and hit r forward slash no simple road that is the no simple road family reddit community and if you are in an area and you don't have somebody to go to well most of you are in an area i would imagine (laughs) but if you don't have somebody to go to a show with in your area you could post there and find somebody to hang out with at a show man hopefully if we get participation that happens it does yeah it happens there's all kinds of participation on there yay yay and also on facebook there's a group um the no simple road family facebook group and there's participation in there as well um on no simple road.com you can get merch there's a couple of stickers left and some pins and last but not least is reddit no not reddit patreon what apple hi what no, that's what I was just going to say. You, you figured it out. You're like, wait, no, not that. I yeah, want to thank Mike for um, that pin, for buying me that pin. Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike the Miss. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That was, that was fun. Meeting that Mike. was really sweet. And then I lost it and it made me sad and I Aww. wanted to cry. But I didn't lose it on purpose. It was on my jacket and it popped off. And Do you ever I, lose and stuff I actually, on purpose? That's called throwing something away. No, yeah. I don't. So. But what happened was I, I hope that it might be at that Airbnb and I was hoping that you would email her and see if she found it. I'll get you another pin. But my point was patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You can support the show financially. Look, all this stuff is coming up. We got all these events coming up and all this stuff for better or worse costs money to do so like we're talking about community this is community and we need your financial assistance as well as your vibratory can we thank our fantastic patreon subscribers do please we have those there are people out there that are like here guys boom five bucks boom 10 bucks bucks, boom 20 20 bucks bucks. you guys are fucking hooking it up thank you so so much and you guys have noticed if you're listening that we've gotten some sponsors thanks to our sponsors thanks to define thanks to um Um, yeah thanks to shop tour bus you guys are all really helping us live a freaking rad awesome life and, and you'll be able to continue doing the show and be exactly be and keeping to. it free yeah for everybody out there well i mean if you're patreon it's not necessarily free but you are partnered partnered yeah with man us, helping grow yeah. the community and do the thing that we do and you're, and you're putting your money where some you believe in it because clearly you believe in us if you are put your money where your love is baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a lyric from a band i like well so 
patreon.com forward slash no simple road that's how you could support us financially if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost anything leave us a five-star review on apple podcast and leave us a little review on there and we will read it on the show because you guys are the best fucking listeners out there and we love each and every one of you and we thank you so we didn't hear about anybody else's week but mine and that's just wrong how about writer I had a weird week. Why? Work was weird. It was just a weird work week. All right. I got peed on by a dog. <laughs> um, I got rained on a lot on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, it's just so weird wait, things happen. Let me back up. It's been pouring. You were sitting on the ground doing what you do at yeah. work, and a dog just Taking came over, the... lifted its leg, and pissed on you. Yeah. Awesome. The, I talked to the lady and she was like, oh, no, yeah, he does that sometimes. And I couldn't thought in my head, myself, guy yeah, I was like, you couldn't have been like, hey, careful, this dog might pee on you. And Yo, then my I wouldn't dog let the likes dog to come pee up on to people. Me. But, you know. <laughs> right on. Cool well, things <laughs> happen, too. I mean, like, I, I always meet cool people, but that was definitely a standout this week. I got peed on. Right on. How about you, Apple? <laughs> oh, I didn't get peed on. That's <laughs> a good week. I so guess that could be good or bad, depending on your perspective. That's true. Same thing. Very busy week. Starting it off by coming back from Terrapin and processing that for several days. Still processing. Yeah, amazing. And just a good week. Good week. Very, very busy. That's fair. (laughs) Mama? I had a really amazing week. Um, I'm coming on the heels of bringing Jasper back home and Sydney and Adam moving into their new beautiful place. And my days off this week were exactly what I needed. I woke up when I felt like it. I went to uh, coffee and lunch with a friend, a new friend. And next day I did a facial. I started my treatments back up. Um, I just, I felt like in for the first time in 2019, my time was back to myself again. And it energized me and it made me grateful for the time that I had with the baby and Sydney and Adam and all of our holidays. And then just to get back to some kind of a normal routine um, made me feel so freaking good. Yeah. The house has that. I cleaned up. It has a vibe. Yeah. I I helped. I had to focus us back on ourselves. Yeah. Like you said, Mel, you were like, I need to, now it's time to focus on myself again. And it's kind of going back into that. It was so necessary. And we we miss, we miss them. And I I just got to say one thing to you, Sydney and Adam, if Mm -hmm. if you hear this, it was a pleasure sharing the downstairs with you. And especially the bathroom there. You guys are so tidy. I just, (laughs) it's a trip. Those two men. Speaking speaking of Sydney and Adam. Oh, yes. If you guys are in the LA area or you want to make a little journey, if you live in California, on February 7th and 8th is Love You Down at the Echoplex in Los Angeles. We are going to be podcasting live from there, interviewing Sago, Swim, Warpaint, and uh, Golden, Golden Suns. Suns. And talking to the people that are there at the festival and hanging out and doing some special stuff. So if you're in the area, grab some tickets and come hang yeah, out with us, man. Guys. And th- that means you guys in the Higgs and that means Sala and that means all you guys that live in California. And all you listeners that are in the LA area that we don't know yet. Adam come McDougal hang out with too. us. Come yeah. hang out. <laughs> yeah. If you guys and come see some amazing music, you guys 
that little those bands that we named they're doing some amazing so no shit joke. in the LA yeah. music scene and when I was there delivering Jasper to his new home, we got I got to spend time at the Cube and talk to Spencer from Sago and got to talk to Chris from Swim. And let me just tell you, their music is so amazing because they're amazing. And this festival is the brainchild of Chris and Adam. And yeah. they are creating not just a concert, festival thing no. it's an experience it's a good time they I, adam was saying he's like they were known for having amazing parties and just just a pure fun good time and that's what this is it's a love you down it's like just a good place to be love down <laughs> i want to totally get love down yeah. so we hope to see you guys out there um billy hammer i would love to see you out there yeah all of you all you guys yeah. that we don't even know your name hey you at work right now. Come on down. <laughs> hang out. Yeah. You in your Heck car. Yeah. You at the garden. Lady you. with the yeah. hat. Yeah. Yep. You on your walk on the beach. You know who I'm talking Dude to. Dude with the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? You Come on, on hang out. Come on over. So there was something else I wanted to say and now I can't remember what it was. Guess it wasn't important. Well, you were yeah, talking about Love back. You Down. I don't know. You had just finished all the Patreon stuff. Um, maybe mm. we want to talk about um Alex, really quick, give him a sweet little intro because this guy is so deserves the first it. time we saw Alex was Apple and I saw him play in the bar at Terrapin a few years ago. Yes. Um, last year we saw him play with Phil and the Terrapin family band at the Crystal Ballroom, and M- Melanie came out of her shell like never before at that show so thank you alex for that i appreciate that it was alex it was eric it was phil it was ross i mean and elliot and yeah so all you guys oh my god yes it was quite that was that was quite a night it was quite that viola lee that night boom everything i needed um yeah and you know as usual guys uh ross and uh, alex and all you guys and phil too the offer's extended. Yeah. Come on over Saturday. <laughs> Mimosas. Just saying. <laughs> or not. It. Or not. Or not. We'll see you Saturday night. Um, so, yeah. That's what you're going to hear is us talking with Alex Coford. So, without further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you Alex Coford. What you got there? What is that? Um, where's my bike? Where's your what? Bike? Where's my bike? Where's my but bike? I actually just found a, uh, I found a joint, and it's got blue keef. <laughs> blue keef. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I've never seen blue keef before. It's okay. a decibel loud. Uh, what? A decibel loud. What does that mean? It's a it's a joint rolled with where's my bike flower, and then it's painted with blue dream rosin, and then it's rolled in blue dream keef. Come on, man. Yeah. It's just smoke pot. This is definitely I mean, pot. It's, it's elevated. Pot. This is like squared. saying, Melanie, it's can I get a hug? Freak. And can you tell me that I love you? And can you touch my back? It's like three different things yeah. going on. That's a very good description, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. It's not just a hug. Yeah. It's got other things it's that come along with it. It's a makeout session. It's a hug and a pat on the ass. So, pot cubed. Spanky booty. Spanky booty. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, David. So does it like... Get you different high, uh, kind of yeah. <laughs> really quite high. Yeah. Yes, 
Okay. Uh, I can't find out because I'm don't probably have not going to smoke any of that before we talk to Alex, just oh. so I can keep my shit together. That's why you're the best, babe. What? Because you get to keep your shit together. It is together. sativa. Oh yeah, perfect. I could get super paranoid while we talk to Alex Coford. Fun. Yeah, hand me the joint. Please don't. Please don't do that. Let's call him. Well, at least hand it to Ryder. I'll hand oh, it to I'm Ryder. Good. Yeah, Ryder, you don't want to get paranoid yesterday. while we talk to Alex? Uh-uh. Okay, cool. Guys can't handle their weed. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm first to admit it. Where am I? I Where's my bike? <laughs> Apple, now right Apple now. can't find his bike. <sighs> this is... Apple's bike's right over there, right in the garage. It's where it's I'm been for right See what happens here. He's going to start riding it any right day there. now. Yep. That's super quiet. Here I go. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know, man. Hopefully he answers. That'd be cool. Hello. Alex. Hi. What's happening, man? This is Aaron. <coughs> How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing this morning? Good. Tired. We got it. Yeah. I can only imagine how tired you are all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, I sleep a lot. When yeah. I I, you're I busy, though, man. You very pl- busy. Yeah. <laughs> play more than anybody I know. Uh, uh, I'm always looking for more. I'm that, sure everyone else is too. Yeah, we are too, man. We got a whole crew yeah. sitting here. I'll let them introduce themselves. Alex, hey, this is Melanie, um, Aaron's partner for the last twenty How years. How you doing? Good. And then you got Apple over here. I'm good friends with Aaron since childhood, and we started this No Simple Road thing all together here as a big family. And then we have one more. Hey, I'm Ryder. Uh- did you say Apple? Yeah, <laughs> Apple. Yep, just like the phone, computer. Yeah, it, it's my last name, so it's, it's also, also my nickname. Oh, nice. At the yes, it is also a fruit, my friend. I thought you were like a MacGyver at smoking. <laughs> he actually well, I, kind I of is. Kind of also is. that. Yeah, he works, he works in the cannabis industry, so he is the guy for that. Yeah. Right before we called you, they were just talking, like, they're smoking this joint that's like... I, I don't know. What... It's like a dipstick. It's got rods and on it, and rolled in keef. And... I'm like, okay, you are the MacGyver of weed. You're right. Yeah. You like weed too, I don't too, think huh, I'd Alex? be able to talk. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I I tend to. Uh, I figured out a couple years ago that I like it a little too much, and and sometimes I should just not smoke pot. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. fair. Because I I, I shut down entirely. We were which just, is fine. I, when I just I, said that. <laughs> What's that? I just said the exact same thing right before we. They were like, "Do you want some of this?" And I was like, "No, I don't feel like being paranoid talking to Alex." Yeah, I, I just it doesn't matter what kind of situation I'm in. I could be with my best friends mm-hmm. in the world. If I smoke just a little bit too much pot, I, I can't say a word. I, yep, I don't know what it is. Yeah, what about? Can you play while you're too high? Uh, drums? No. Guitar? Yes. That it's so weird. Like, if I play drums, um, I lose my there's something about like being sure of where the beat, the groove is, and I okay. lose that. So your but if internal I guitar, metronome goes lost, away. It's fine. <laughs> that's a trip. Yeah, man. That, that's interesting. It's funny that you know that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you I found mean, out yes. the hard way, right? I found out the hard way. <laughs> As well, I, I would sure. imagine vocals, like singing too. You would get like you might get a little lost on vocals if you're too high. Yeah, I, it's just a balance that I'm trying to. I guess I'm still searching for it, but. Right on. So, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, Thanks we all lot. do. Thanks Thank for you. taking yeah, time. Yeah, I appreciate I, having me. Yeah, I know you're busy as shit, and you got a lot going on, man. And, you know, it, Apple is like our guy that does our research, and 
I don't know, in, in looking around for stuff about you, man, like there isn't much out there. You, you haven't given a lot away as far as like, yeah. interviews and stuff go. So like, where did you grow up, Alex? I grew up in Sonoma County in California. Um, and I was like born and raised. My, my mom and my dad had a house. Um, they bought a house in Katati, <clears throat> California, which is pretty much in the heart of Sonoma, right on Highway wow. 101. And then uh, I grew up there. My mom kept the house even when my parents split up. And uh, I stayed there until, I mean, until I was like 20. So was, was music then, part of that whole growing up experience for you? Has it always been part of your, your thing? Uh, yeah, my my family, people in my family are musicians. My dad was a musician. And, and I also grew up with the Leshes, so I was around phil and uh obviously you know i was four when jerry died so i don't really remember even if i was at a show i wouldn't remember but um but i was definitely at phil and friends and all the incarnations like the other ones and the dead and everything that phil did post jerry um so i was around everything all the music that phil's been doing and, and my family's music and I, I guess that's how it soaked in. I don't so, know. but how did it impact you? Like being around that music. Like, did you hate it? Did you love it? Were you into it? Like, what was the, the Grateful Dead? All any of it? Yeah, yeah like you said, you were around it. So, like all the music that you were around at that time, were you totally open to it always? Or oh yeah, well I think part of my dad had guitars and stuff, and he would let me just. Put, put an acoustic guitar on my lap when I was too small to hold it, and I would just mm. strum like a, like a dobro or something sitting on my lap. Right. And uh, I think I was fascinated partially because my dad did it, and I looked up to him. Sure. And, and so I just wanted to do that. But I, I, I know that my parents, both my parents, always had music playing when I was little in the house, and I always loved it. I would, like, sit in front of the speakers and... Uh, just listen to the music and what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking i can't quite believe this is happening join me jamie bernstein as we explore the history of the new york philharmonic it's the ny phil story made in new york a podcast about a city its people and their orchestra Listen wherever you get podcasts. Sometimes, like, sing to the music and sing along and stuff. So, I know that I always liked music, and, and for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a musician. But I'm not sure exactly how uh, how it all happened. So, I don't it's know. just kind of, I don't know, it sounds like it's part of your dna yes like, yeah it's it's it just sounds like it's not even like something you needed to want it was already a part of you probably even before you got to be alex yeah i think music was going to be a huge part of my life no matter if i stumbled down this path or not yeah you know it's so. weird it's weird alex like for me i'm 47 years old and i've done every job under the sun that you can imagine i've done everything and not until like starting this podcast did i feel like i really like found my groove like where my passion and talent kind of went together and did something yeah like i found like you know felt like i was like in the right place does it feel like that for you playing 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying because I I don't want it to go away. Oh, why oh, would wow. it? Why yeah. would it? Well, you know, nothing nothing's nothing's for certain. You're yeah, true, but true. you know, unless your two of your arms break and you lose your voice, you can always still <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like so if every band kicks you out or people say you suck now, you can still play music. Yeah. Yeah. Of but course, it's it's good. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, making like making a living doing this okay. and not having to work um, in a supermarket or something, which is you know, I'm not putting that down in any way. I, yeah, I'm sure at some point I'll either have to do it, and I have done it in the past. Um, but for the time being, I'm just enjoying doing what I'm doing, and and that's all I have to do to make a living right now. So awesome. it's so scary that it could go away at any time. I know that. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's cool. That's gratitude, man. That's what keeps it going. And I, I got to say, what you're doing, man. Like, like Aaron said, I do some of the research. The, the most research I could really do on you is is watching you play. There's so much stuff on YouTube. You played with yeah. so you know the whole cast of characters that comes through Terrapin, and it's you're doing amazing, man. Every time I see oh, you play with somebody different, it's just we're just listening to you do uh, Warfrat at a brewery back in like November. Uh-huh. We're at the outdoor stage and the, man, your vocals are. Me and Aaron yeah. are both sitting here getting chills. We we're like, agree. "Oh, dude, he's got this." <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. Oh fuck, that sucks. So, we dropped. If I hit the cord, that's good. All right, so we're back. <laughs> yeah, and we were at, talking about Warfrat. Were we? Yeah. Warfrat. Warfrat. Yeah, Take that, us back, yeah. Apple. Yeah, I, we, we, no, I was watching. Uh, was watching him play on stage at oh, that at the brewery, brewery in November, yeah. and we were right. really enjoying that performance. The vocals. That's right. Is that? Yeah, guys. Has that been something that you've always done? Like since you were a kid, is singing? Is that something you've enjoyed? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Singing a big part of it. I I think I, that's my main instrument too. Is my voice, and, and that's you know I like playing guitar and drums too, but. Um, singing has to be that's my main thing so if I don't have that in a project it's kind of hard so Alex if we were doing karaoke what would be your song (laughs) (laughs) oh man any Uh, song you know what I can't answer that seriously (laughs) I'm I'm gonna end up throwing some sarcasm in and it's just not like, she just threw us off. She with that like, question. Shit, we just looked at her like, song. "Oh well, shit!" Well, because you like to sing, so I would imagine Shot that it'd be heart. something that you'd like to like show, like y- you know, like get it, you know. <laughs> if I was in a karaoke bar, I would end up doing something like Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, beautiful, perfect. That's I mean, the perfect answer. Yeah, I, I, toxic. By how Britney fun! Spears. Exactly, toxic. Yeah. That would be fun. So, yeah. it, do you find that it's it? There's a level of difficulty difference between playing drums and singing and playing guitar and singing? Um, I think I've discovered that there's certain songs that I just don't sing well if I'm playing drums. So Mm. guitar is a different animal and it's almost set up to sing in a way, at least in my mind, that's how it works. It's a, it's a melodic instrument and it just, feels better you can you can leave space in it you can let a chord ring and get the phrasing that you want out of your vocal but with drums there's certain songs that you just you, you have to be playing yeah. guitar up 
and let it breathe for a second. Drums, it's, you're in the forefront, and you have to keep going. Yeah, and you also have to be conscious of time and all that, and you can't just kind of let it go. And uh, yeah, that that I, I've always had mad respect for anybody that can sing and play the drums. Like the first person that comes to mind for me is Phil Collins. Right. Like it's it's that's a talent that I just I don't possess that and. It always yeah. it puts me in awe. Like, how do you, how are you moving your body like that and still have the cognizant ability to sing? I don't know. You don't know. So <laughs> I want to circle back to something because we just kind of glossed over it. But you said you grew up with the Leshes. Like, was it just that yeah. you knew them from, like, knew Graham from going to school? Or how, how did you know them? My, my mom, um, my mom's older sister, my aunt Colette, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, she grew up as Jill's friend. They, they knew each other. I don't know if it was middle school or high school, but they grew up together and became good friends. And so my mom being the little sister, obviously tagged along a lot. And, and as they all got older, they all became really close. So by the time I was born, we were doing, the families had been solidified. Um, friendship had been solidified as almost like a family. And we would do vacations or over the summer we'd go you know hang out and do the same vacation together and holidays and stuff like that throughout the year if you think about like the the whole grateful dead thing as like the spiritual side of it and fate and all of that it sure sounds at least to me like there this is what where you're supposed to be a hundred percent like you were brought up in it and what else could Alex possibly have done but be playing music in this thing? Like, it just yeah. completely I, makes sense. I've had weird feelings of, like, what is this or, you know. But it, I think the bottom line is it's really not healthy to prophesize about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. that's, a, yeah that's a very profound thing to say. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone, we're all in this situation. We fall into where we fall in, and that's, I, I don't know. I try not to think about it too much. I am grateful, for lack of a better word, but I, I just, I don't know. It yeah. just happened. I, I think you probably, we feel like with this podcast, we've been doing this for over a year and a half now, we used to try to be in control of it, and we found now that it's much more probably like what you do, playing with so many people and stuff. It's organic. It just takes you where you're supposed to go, and if you trust it, you end up getting a lot of beauty out of it. I think that's how the most beautiful things happen. I mean, no matter what you're doing, as long as it's organic, it's gonna something good is going to come from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talking about things that are organic, the whole Terrapin crossroads thing is a really beautiful experiment in my mind uh, yeah. to have to have something like that to be able to hone your craft and a place like that that feels the way that place feels is super special man it's definitely a blessing yeah. you know in a, in a lot of musicians lives yeah yeah i mean even for us like the first time apple and i went there was like in 2014 and we saw Phil play in the great room. And then just last weekend, we went back for our first live podcast from there. And oh, yeah. just the feeling of that place, it feels like home. 
for for a deadhead you know what i mean you you walk into yeah. that place and the energy of it is so different than anywhere else it's it's, it's like a big hug i said yeah. that when we were down there the entire time all the people the patrons there it's just so welcoming it's uh it's such a good uh, because of where it is in marin county and everything you get two types of person the deadheads People with money who have nothing to do with music or want anything to do with music, uh, they just want to knock out these foods. You have music lovers that aren't deadheads. It's, uh, it's a very cool communal place. Yeah, and being there and having the opportunity to play with all the people that you've played with, like, how did um, Colonel and the Mermaids come about? Uh, I. I organically <laughs> yeah it was uh it, it i got an opportunity to do a night of music at terrapin i think i don't know when it was three or four years ago and um i was gonna throw my own band together and so that's what i did i called i called the guys that i wanted on my on my uh night of music and and i said let's do I don't know what we're going to call it, but let's do a show and we have an opportunity. I'd like you to be in the band. I want to do some of my songs that I used to do with American Jubilee and some covers and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think Ross, uh, Ross James, um, came up with the name because that was, my name was Colonel or my nickname was Colonel Mermaid. So I think he came up with the name Colonel and the Mermaids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how the name came. And wait, why uh, was your nickname Colonel Mermaid? Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay. I, like, I, I, I tripped out about it for a while, and I think that um, I don't know why they started calling me the Colonel. At first, it was the Colonel when I started playing with uh, with some of those guys, and then and then I think there was one night we we all moved into a house together, and the first night we uh, took some experimental substances that we didn't really have any clue what they were at the time awesome. and somehow mermaid came out of that <laughs> so All thank right. you experimental yeah, chemicals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. viable explanation yeah do you guys also <clears throat> live together not anymore no it got weird uh, <laughs> is it is that a good weird or a bad weird yeah. no at the time it was like we all needed to get get the hell away from each other which yeah. is good because now we it, it's I think I'm closer now with Ross, way closer than I've ever wanted to be. And uh, it, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that I think it was for the best. That's, that's cool. What were you going to say, Apple? Oh, nothing. Oh, thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you looked at me like, well, uh, uh, so I'm just curious, man, like this music, there's such a, a like a rich songbook that you're playing from, right? And there's so many people that are trying to recreate it and doing it and everybody's got their different flavor. What do mm-hmm. you think it is like about the Grateful Dead songbook that's unique to anybody else? Why aren't people recreating, you know, I insert band name here, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd's or, music or, or as well, much like, why is this so special? I think the Grateful Dead being a uh, the type of band that they were, where you can't really put a label on it. Anyone can put whatever label they want on it, whether it's jam band or folk music or whatever they want. They can you can figure out how it relates to you, and I think that um, 
that resonates with people and and it's approachable for someone that wants to explore music in a healthy way it's like you can find the intricate songs for like a really um accomplished musician that wants to figure out how to play i don't know uh unbroken chain or or something like that but you can also figure out a song like uh ripple and and anyone can just strum it on an acoustic guitar and it means something yeah you know i think that's probably it but i have no idea it's it's such a trip man because like i for me it's been 30 years right and i can think back to that first show and something happened you know that's i mean that was the whole idea behind starting this podcast was like trying to discover about that aha moment but that's been passed by a thousand times now but i can think back to that and and remember that moment of like holy shit this is way bigger than me or anything that i've ever experienced before and i want to find out everything i can about this like for you you've got a way different experience with this whole thing than anybody i've ever spoken to because you grew up in it you know what i mean so your perspective is is oddly different than anybody that i've spoken to yeah being able to see it from from the inside like that i mean do you still get that same thing that people talk about that you know what i mean the like um like those the those chills the when when you turn on something in the morning whatever grateful dead song and it's speaking to you for that day where you're at didn't sound like that before like that kind of thing you know, I if I'm being completely honest, which maybe I shouldn't be completely honest, but sure you should. always through it. Yeah, uh, I go through waves where there's times where if I'm not playing Grateful Dead music, I don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where all of a sudden it just hits me, and I'll, and I'll like I don't know where I'll listen to a live album that a couple weeks before I want nothing. To do. Right, it's, and, I, and I'm like falling in love and and. Uh, I get that moment where I'm like, oh, I totally get it. And, and uh, you know, I, I love doing this. And um, I, I, I've never been a deadhead. That's the problem. I, think that I grew up around it. And I, it was just something like the, the songs and, and seeing the band and everything. It was something that I saw it from a different angle. And right. I grew up as a kid. I didn't get it when I was 13 years old. I was listening to punk rock music and, and uh, I don't. I don't really know, man. It's hard for me to put myself in in other people's shoes. Like all all the people that do have that religious moment and feeling with the Grateful Dead, because I never really had that. I never saw Jerry. I never got to experience him, and I never. Um, I definitely wasn't taking acid at 14 or at, at four years old and, and watching Jerry and melting <laughs> into the ground. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm on my own trip, I, I guess. That's, that's beautiful. I, I mean, uh, I had uh, an, an experience this past summer at the gorge seeing fish where I finally like after 30 years realized, Oh shit. Like that, that moniker of deadhead had held me back from experiencing so much. <laughs> and like i filtered everything through that and so if it didn't didn't hit that chord with me then it wasn't worth anything in my opinion right and 
seeing fish at the gorge this past summer i had a moment where it was like oh shit i've been wrong for 29 years about all of this and like i need there's so much beautiful amazing shit happening that i've been missing and for you to say that 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 just lets me know like somebody on the outside experiencing what you do that the thing is in good hands because that way it stays fresh you're not rehashing all the old shit that everybody else already did you're making your own thing and that's what this thing is supposed to be don't you think i think so i don't think you know i don't people who i experience it all the time there's like uh, part of the frustration with being a musician in the in the deadhead scene it's like you're trying to create original music, and it's frustrating when you see a bunch of people that are recreating Grateful Dead music do really, really well. And uh, but at a certain point, like, it, who cares about that? That's great. I mean, it's people want to hear that, and it resonates with them, and that's beautiful, and that's a great thing. And the music should stay alive in that way. But uh, for me personally, because I don't know if it's because of uh, my background or, or the relationship that I had with the music growing up. But I definitely don't want to recreate it. I want to take everything that I've learned from it and throw it into something new. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and try and put the spirit in. But I also, you know, I, I'm a punk rock kid. I, or a heavier music kid. Like, my music has... Um, I like heavier music. And if I can translate that into what the Grateful Dead did, or, or at least try, then I'm winning. How fun. Fuck yeah, yeah man. When, when I walked into my first show, I was wearing a Misfits t-shirt and had a mohawk. So oh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it's funny how, how that scene kind of relates. Like when people understand the Grateful Dead, it's like those two scenes can kind of uh, coexist. Well, it's the same. In my mind, it's the same like foundation. Atti- same attitude. Yeah, exactly. You know, and well, I think it's even more elementary than that. It's the music. Any music that if you like connect with any kind of music, it can be gospel, it can be hip hop, it can be punk, whatever. You're connecting through music, so you bring that with another group of people that are connecting with music, and you see that all the other boundaries are are gone, and it's Blow just away. music and and yeah. you. Well, that's that's yeah. definitely true. And if I you- would. Think- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Alex. No, I was just saying. I, I'm. I, I think you know that. I would think that's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, the community is a big part of all of this. I I thank you for making it fresh, Alex, because I I did not deify or don't the dead, but I do appreciate a lot what it's done. Like. You know, for a lot of people, it's kind of like the mother open arms. Like, you guys can go off and listen to your punk and your opera and whatever. But then you can always come back and lay on my bosom of, you know, like, you know, <laughs> ripple. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's like that for a, lo- for a lot. And so for you to kind of grow up in it and just be so normal so you don't have to, like, you know think something so grand about it but you still have respect for it and you can put your own like spin into it i think that's what i really like about you and and your band like it sounds familiar yet it's not at all are we doing it fun i always want to do things a fun way not the boring way i'm just saying we're interrupting the show for kushko in the middle and so we we should totally make it cute well Kush is our sponsor. Well, you know why they're cute is because they provide 
amazing awesome. cannabis package. Exactly. And they happen to be the largest producer of that stuff in the world. Everywhere that cannabis is legal, if you've been in a dispensary, you plop probably seen their stuff maybe maybe yeah most likely yeah have you smoked a joint lately yeah was it in a dube tube yeah probably kushko so as these cannabis things continue to be legalized one leader has emerged as the go-to company and that's our sponsor kushko Thanks, pretty cool kushko. that means that every state that has legal cannabis has, order. has different requirements. They got to be childproof. They have Apple knows all about the labeling shit that happens. Yes, oh, yeah. You have to it's have very certain strict. things. Yeah. These guys know every state's requirements, every single one. And they don't just make ugly stuff. They make it. They work with every producer that they're with to make packaging that's aesthetically pleasing. Unlike Apple, who isn't aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. <laughs> One, they make it fun too. There's nothing like playing with those pop containers yeah, those when, you, when you've had some cannabis mm, and you're just yeah. So they also make vaping hardware and supplies, all the stuff that you put your cannabis in. If you've been in a dispenser, you've probably seen their stuff. So they have offices in 10 states plus Canada and China. Go to kushsupplyco.com forward slash podcast to learn more about what they're up to and support the No Simple Road family of sponsors. Because we have family of sponsors. That's cool. That is. Yes. That is cool. Now, <laughs> we take you back to Alex Kofer. Right. And I think that's because of where the band started. Obviously, Phil... With everyone in the Terrapin family band, along with all the musicians that he's been able to collaborate with at Terrapin, um, it's like he's always trying to pass along the information or the, the, the right vibe or, you know, that's just, it's as simple as that. The Grateful Dead, you can call them a jam band, but in my opinion, they weren't a jam band. They were just a band that liked to explore the music. And so that's it. That's all yeah. you got to do. Pick what you like and explore the music in a different way you know from night to night and it doesn't matter if it's punk rock it doesn't matter if it's heavy metal or psychedelic metal or 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 just gospel or whatever it's yeah. if you're willing to put your if you're willing to let go and explore and and fall on your face that's what the spirit of the grateful dead is yeah there was definitely train wrecks and yeah and you know what like that's part of the beautiful part of it you know and something you just said strikes a chord because we talked to reed mathis mm -hmm. he really he taught me something man like he was telling us his opinion as as far as like genre is concerned and he was like dude there is no genre of music that you know it, it's that's created by marketing to get people to listen to certain things like music is exploration it's trying to find it's it's, it's expressing yourself and your passions through your talent and if you're doing that then something beautiful is gonna come out of it and you're you're like in an incubator for that I think if you if you ask, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but if you ask a musician to classify or put a genre on their own music, fifty to fifty, at least fifty percent of the time, they're going to get it wrong. You know, I, I could, I definitely could not classify what genre my music is. I can't classify what genre the Grateful Dead is. Mm. Yeah. But I, I think he's right. It's like a label putting a label on it. Yeah, and, um, and to make it palatable to people so that they'll listen and so how would yeah. people find out about your music alex like if you couldn't put a genre on it um how how would they be able to know that they even like you 
How, I'm sorry, you were breaking up a little bit. Oh, what was sorry. that? I said, so like if, if you can't really put a genre on your music because it's hard to do, how would somebody go about like knowing that they would like your music or how would they find you? Um, I don't know. I, I ju- I'm just saying that I myself have a hard time putting a yeah. label, uh, put a, putting a genre, putting my finger on what the genre is. And I've just discovered this because I'm releasing my first single to my music and and i had to do that yeah it was like what 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 is this and i don't know i was i was really struggling with how to uh is it psychedelic rock and then you know music man (laughs) i don't know it's just what came out of me what did you Um, come up with i just put rock screw it (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) right on yeah put whatever else you want before it but it's rock so it's just one single that's coming out right now? Yeah, I have a whole... I'm sitting on a whole record. Um, and actually, I finished... I tracked it uh, at, at Paramount. Or uh, what's it called? Uh, it doesn't matter. A, a recording studio in Stinson so Beach. And, uh, and I've been sitting on it since last February. So it's almost a year. But I have one song completely done. And... Uh, I just, you know, there was some back and forth about some um, logistics and how I was going to release it. And I just recently decided that I was going to release it on my own independently. So um, I'm waiting. It's in, it's in the works. I have it all submitted and it's just waiting to kind of be distributed to all the online platforms and everything. It's out of my hands at this point. But Oh, wow. So, so at some point we're going to get the full album, though. Yeah, very, very soon. Oh, when the whole the single drop. I think, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to... I'm still undecided whether or not I'm going to release a whole album at this point, or if I'm just going to continually release single songs. You know, oh, that's cool. Steady stream, yeah. That's fucking that's maybe different. Once, maybe once there's like six six of them out, I'll compile it and put all 11 on an on a album and release all of them. But I think, yeah, it's just, you can do whatever you want now. It's, it's yeah, really kind of wide open. When does, when does the first uh, single drop? I'm just waiting. So I, I submitted it a, um, oh, earlier this nice. week. Ah. Uh, and the way that I did it, I'm not, you know, I'm not super savvy about this kind of stuff. But the way that I did it, I submitted it. Yeah, thank you. Wow. So it could be it could be any time in the next two weeks. Okay. And All right. I'll definitely be putting that on social media and uh, letting people know as soon as I hear when it's actually going to be available and ready. So, um, is Colonel and the Mermaids a rotating cast, or is it? Do you have a solid lineup now? It's solidified. So, the the band at this point is Dan Luring on drums, who he plays in uh, San Geronimo, who's a, a band around Marin County and plays at Terrapin. That's how I got to know him. Uh, Craig MacArthur, who uh, was in American Jubilee with Ross and myself. Um, Mike Pascal, who uh, is the builder of Fat Jimmy Amplifiers. Oh, shit. Uh, he plays guitar. And uh, and Ross James plays bass in the band. I saw that the other I I don't know where you guys are playing, but... I saw on YouTube Ross playing bass, and I was like, "That's weird." I <laughs> I didn't know he did that. I don't think anyone knew he did that. I don't <laughs> think he knew he did that. <laughs> but 
But I will say, I love Ross as a guitar player, but I love him as, even more as a bass player wow. for my band. Wow. It's just, for whatever reason, when Ross is playing bass in The Mermaids, since he started, it, everything has felt okay. Whoa. That's awesome. Isn't, wow. that, isn't, that, isn't that cool? Like, when you're doing your thing and you kind of step out of yourself and you realize that everything's okay? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Surrender. Like, fuck, yes. man. Like, like any aspects of my life. That, I, Give up and surrender and let it all happen. Yeah. I, I just had a question about your, your, we talked about your musical background. Is, is it true? We hear this quite often and we're like, whoa, that you've taken no lessons. You're like self-taught. Yeah. What? That, that, I mean, look, I, I, I've looked at YouTube videos of like, how do you, you know, how do you play this lick or stuff like that? But yeah, I'm just, I, I just am a, an ear trained. I have taught myself by my ear. I've listened to music. I've figured out. Um, I don't know, like, if still to this day, if someone were to say, I want you to sing the harmony and uh, you take the fifth or the third, I would be like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> shit. I, I just take tell me, that, like, why don't you sing it and let me hear it? And I, I like, if I hear it, I know what, what I need to sing, but I'm not a trained musician in that way. And for whatever reason, my ear developed by listening and not being taught. Hmm. Which, in my mind, well, I think that's kind of cool because when you take lessons, it, it kind of constrains you more. You have like a like a formula kind of in your head how it's supposed to go, and if you're self-taught, that's not there. I tend to feel that being taught, any you know, you can learn any music, anyone. It doesn't matter if you're musical or not. You can teach or or be taught how to play, um, but you can't get the ear i guess you can train your ear and, and stuff but yeah there's a difference i think um a balance is good too like if you can hear something then seek out you know go towards your ear and seek out what you want to hear or, or what you're hearing and, and learn how to do it but i regret not having lessons i wish that i had okay and so if someone you know, if someone has the ear still take take the lessons you know yeah when you're talking about that and and apple said what he just said, it makes me think of the psychedelic experience because I, I can tell you what a trip is like, you know, I, I, I can try and explain it a thousand different ways and try and put it in a box for you. But until you do it yourself and have your own experience with it. And then if you're trying to do it, like I did it, you're going to have a problem. That's right. You know, and th those two things, like the music that you play and that experience, the psychedelic experience are so finally inter intertwined with each other it's it's such a part and parcel it, yeah. it, it's uh it almost seems like they were born out of each other to me like for you obviously you were talking about chemicals and stuff it's it's a part of your experience right definitely i think that the best um i can't remember who i was talking to Yesterday, I was saying this. The best parts of all the music, it doesn't matter if it's Colonel and the Mermaids or playing with Bill, the best part of any musical experience that I'm a part of is the influence from the psychedelics. And, and not saying that you have to take psychedelics to get it or, or achieve it, but that is, um, there's something very primal. And if, like, if people need that psychedelic experience to get back in touch with that primal thing, then that's great. But, um, 
yeah, the, 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 the primal, uh, whatever it is that comes from just the basic, uh, I'm getting lost in my own thoughts. Just the basic Basically. letting go. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah just letting go. It, going, it's always yeah. there. It's, it's been there. It's been there since the beginning of time, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how oh, I yeah. feel. Well, because I think, too, like, I think about how I feel, like, I I'm, I don't play instruments, but um, I love music, and, and I feel like I use my body as an instrument, and I dance, and so there's something primal about when I'm dancing also. It's just, like, the freedom to do whatever you want to your body. Yeah. And it that part right there is getting into that primal space and when you are on anything to help it along to remove any kind of like uh, tension or or mental blocks that would cause you to be like oh my god my body's moving people are watching it's like everything is gone and you can just feel and it's such an amazing thing to do with to know that the musicians that are helping that along the music that's coming forth and the people that are listening to are all in that same primal um, yeah. state space. That's um, I think that at, at some point I'm convinced that we were all in tune with that, yes. whether we were taking psychedelics, like we could listen and uh, physically get rid of, anxiety yes. or fears or anything without psychedelics but now we're at a point where it's pretty important if people have completely lost touch with that um go be in a controlled safe environment and fucking do it yeah explore <laughs> dude I, I i don't know what how you view it but like for me and and this family there there's so much that's lost nowadays as far as magic and and ritual are concerned and and all that and mystery and yeah. you know like i've said this before but like the ritual nowadays is sitting around a television set well no it's it's the phone that's or, or yeah, yeah or your phone yeah. and this community that that we're a part of you guys are creating space for us to have these amazing experiences these and i think of it as a ceremony or a ritual when i go to a yes. show everything else in my life can go fuck itself like that night is for that thing i'm focused on that i'm looking forward to it all that day and then the time comes and the thing is happening and you can let go of everything else and find out where you're at it like cleans the windshield you know, yeah. for life as, as it gets dirty. And I think that the, the sound, the, the physical aspect of like frequency and vibration and all that is like you said, part of that primal part of who we are. It's built into our brain to want to explore that and, and to have that experience where it's connecting with people on a, a level that, we normally wouldn't in our day to day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I mean, somewhere along the way that got lost, and it's actually a very—I don't know if—I don't know if we are blessed or what it is, but somehow um, there's a community of people that have found how to at least start the process of, of getting back in touch with that. Yeah, and I think conversations like this are really important because a lot of 
a lot of what's been going on for a long time has always been kind of like shrouded in like mystery or not talked about. But like I know personally um, between my husband and myself, like it's like helped our marriage exponentially. It has helped us get through 21 years um, with a high instead of lows. Like I don't recall when I think about things, hard periods of our life, I don't think about those i just think about the parts that have gotten us through and it's changed my mind on on how like judgmental i've become and how compassionate i am and it it like really literally has rewired and so thank you for being open about it because it's so cool to have um people that are doing awesome things and know that that's part of their background yeah i think well, I don't know if I should say you're welcome or what. I don't know. But it's your own just, thing, right? You, you didn't even do yeah. it on purpose. It's just a cool thing to see. Exactly. Well, you guys are a part of it. Everyone's a part of it. Uh, I don't know how everyone falls into where they fall in, but everyone is a, a part of this moving thing, and we all make it happen together. And it's yeah. fun. I mean, yeah. shit, it's fun. Man. Well, it should be fun. That's Fuck. the thing. Like, it can be religious or it can be whatever you want to take from it, but... Bottom line is, everyone should be having fun. The band's having fun. Um, you know, we're not thinking of it as like in the moment. I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm creating this profound experience for someone or being a part of some profound experience that has been uh, a historical part of people's lives. Um, it's just it is You're just doing your thing, and you. But you can't. I think. I think if you start doing that, it's like you said, like earlier. You're like, I don't think it's okay to prophesy about myself. Like when you start doing that, and and it's like when you're meditating and you go, I'm doing it, and, and then, then you're not. Yeah, you're fucked. And then you're yeah, it's just gone in a in a yeah. Flash. I, I think that's important to understand that that like okay, this shit's happening, and I'm in it with everybody else, and or I, not even that it's happening. You're just doing your thing. Yeah, it's and I think doing that, it. that's what the one of the key things about this whole scene is is that there seems to be no separation between the musicians and the crowd. It's you're not like oh look at the look at the rock star up there and then you guys are disappeared like you and I connected through a DM on Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're we're family. It's community. Well, that's you know we you just we're talking about like modern day problems and people being connected to their phone and stuff. But that there are some pretty cool things about that which yeah is, there is you just, we're saying how we just connected over instagram and stuff it's it, and it's all about balance it's 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 hard to find that balance sometimes man definitely hey, find the balance. yeah go down a rabbit hole and find yourself at the other end of it going how the fuck did i get here huh. so what's coming up for you guys Are you guys heading out onto the road or or what's going on so phil has dates um that uh, I'm sure, I don't know if they're posted or what. I don't. I don't have anything to do with them, um, with that side of, of the band. But I can tell you about my own project and yeah, what yeah. the mermaids are doing. And Colonel um, and the Mermaids is headed to the East Coast. I'm really excited about that. And that that starts in a few weeks. Um, February. The band flies out February 10th. Ross and I will already be out there because we're doing like a a Barlow tribute at the Brooklyn Bowl. And uh, so we'll be out there, but the, I fly the band out 
February 10th, we do shows. Um, we're doing a Relics video on the 11th. And then 12th, we play Rockwood in New York City. Uh, 14th, we're doing Garcia's with Zach Nugent. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, 16th, we're doing the Acoustic in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And the 18th, um, we are doing Still Partners in Long Island. Sequith. And oh, so, yes. Will you, will you guys be doing a, a West Coast tour anytime soon yeah i'm uh, definitely my goal for the year is to um put as much energy as i possibly can into making sure that colonel and the mermaids hits the road because right up until this point i've uh, i've kind of with or without design i've kept the band under wraps a little bit while it's been developing and um and i feel like the band is in a, in a good spot i'm really proud of it so i'm ready to 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 go and fly away from the nest and um, do some stuff and be vulnerable outside of Terrapin. And Hell take- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there this year. Do you, sure. do you like being on the road? I do. I love it. And I feel I'm, I'm young and I'm hungry and I'm ready. Um, 10, 20 years from now, I could absolutely hate it, but I'm, I'm ready. I think this is the beginning. I'm going to be right spending on. a lot of time on the road. So. I'm honored yeah. to be fucking part of that, man. That's that's really Thank cool you. to hear what you just said about leaving the nest and doing your thing, man. That's that's really exciting. Yeah, that's. I am very excited about it. Oh, uh, good. I I think I said this in one of the texts that we shared, but like, there's a one of your songs is on SoundCloud. And I think it's the one that's on your on your website, and <laughs> one of you guys does a rap. In the middle. Oh of yeah. That. <laughs> who's a, who's a rapper? It's no. That's no, no, no. A, It's not a. It's like a spoke. It's a. It's just. Oh, Shel that's Silverstein right. Yes, with the, yes, I know. Okay. Spoken word. Yeah, it's a very cool poem, and uh, that's Mike Pascal, the Fat Jimmy. Dude. Oh, okay. Wow. So it reminded me so much of a kinder, gentler butthole surfers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man, and I you I can I hear I can hear that punk rock influence in the music, but it's not there's love there, like there's a, a kind edge. We are very willing to uh, to get incredibly weird, and <laughs> that's part of it. And so, yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely part of the spirit. It's not entirely what the Grateful Dead was about, but I think that. All of us in the band have been influenced by, and and that's part of it. We want to get weird, and we want to we want to explore uh, spoken word poems. Let the music bubble under it. Yeah, we love it. Well, I mean, you've yeah. been playing drums in front of a placard that says "Let's get weird" for how long now? So <laughs> I don't know. Six years, five years. Yeah, I don't man. Know. It's, like it's yeah, a blur. I, <laughs> How cool, brother. How fucking cool. And just to be on that like crest of the wave where it's about to happen and for us to talk to you right now, I think that's really, really cool, man, that that you're doing what you're doing. And I I, I know I'm going to be listening for sure. Like, awesome. I, I fucking love it. Yes. Yeah. And we're super excited. We're going to see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, February like, 2nd. Yep. Right. Have you played yep. have you played the Roseland before? I have not. We did what the Crystal Ballroom uh, last year. Last year, and then uh, the only other Portland experience I have is doing like Doug Fur and stuff like that oh, with Cosmic okay. Twenty. 
Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but it, I definitely haven't played Roseland. Or, uh, yeah, Roseland? Is yeah. that what it's called? Roseland is a super weird room. It's so cool. you're, you're going to dig it. it. It's Oh, I love fun- that. It's funky, yeah. grungy, old Portland esque it it feels Perfect. like it might collapse while you're in there it yeah. has a weird smell <laughs> well if it, if anyone's going to make it collapse it's going to be phil i i would think so, oh, yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, bring it on it's intimate too and, and those shows yeah it's very intimate and it seems to me at least the shows that we've gone to like yeah we used to live in las vegas for a long time and mm-hmm. going to shows at the Brooklyn Bowl there, you'd end up with people at the show that like got tickets from their VIP host and weren't familiar or and they're just oh, wow. like spun and freaked out. But going to shows up here, like at the Roseland and the Crystal Ballroom, it's all like you know, dyed in the wool people that have hundred percent there to be there. Yeah, family. And yeah. the vibe is amazing at you know. Portland definitely has, or Oregon in general definitely has a solid community of deadheads, um, as does California. But there's a lot, I feel like a lot of people have uh, gone towards Oregon. Yeah, people are heading north as the water's drying up down south. (laughs) Old old school heads, and yeah, it's just a good thing. I'm super excited to see you, brother, and I really do appreciate you coming on the show. And I I told you, I mean, I know you guys are busy, but if you have the opportunity, our door is open, man, if you need to do laundry or you want to have a meal or come over and have some drinks, man, we're here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Right on, Alex. I'm excited to see you, brother. Thanks for taking time out, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys yeah, so much. Excited hey, to see what yeah. you do in the future, man. I wanna, I wanna ask: is it, for- is it cool if I take that um, SoundCloud and put it at the end of this, uh, at the end of this episode? Uh, sure, you can absolutely. That's uh, no. that's Colonel and the Mermaids with the, with Scott Law as a special guest, a Portland native, as you guys I'm sure are aware yeah, of. Yeah. And uh, and he rips up. Tonight I'll be staying here with you, and then uh, Mike Pascal brings us on our journey of Shell Silverstein. And if you want to put it on there, that's great. I don't know how long it is. I know it's pretty long. Uh, but if I, you guys, if, if people can get through tonight, I'll be staying here with you. Check out the the spoken word thing at the end, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone awesome. has to it listen to awesome. the whole thing. You stay till the very end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you won't be disappointed I unless you, you're offended by a, a small amount of profanity. But we can't oh, change. Yeah. We can't, can't change the word. To it. I'm not allowed. My mom won't let me. <laughs> Go enjoy your day, I can't man. change someone else's poem. <laughs> right. All right. You have a good day today, man, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. Take, Take care. Bye. Theater, cool. That was solid. That was fun. That, that was, was fun. Yeah. That was another for just another brother from the Terrapin family. Throw my ticket out the window. Throw my suitcase out there too. Throw my troubles out the door I don't want them anymore Cause tonight I'll be staying here with you I should have left this town this morning But it was
back California town of sunny San Rafael. There's a girl named Pearly Sweetcakes, and I'll bet you know her well. She's been stoned 15 of her 18 years, and her story is widely told that she could smoke them faster than any dude can roll. Well, the legend finally reached New York to a Grove Street walk-up flat. There dwelt a Calistoga kid, man, a beatnik from the past. He'd been rolling dope since time began. And as he took a cultured toke, he said, Man, I could roll him faster than any bitch could smoke. So a note gets sent to San Rafael for the championship of the world. The kid demands a smoke-off. We'll bring him on, says Pearl. I'll grind his fingers from his hands. He'll roll until he drops. Calistoga says, I'll smoke that bitch till she blows up and pops. So they run out Yankee Stadium and the word is quickly spread. Come one, come all who walk a crawl. Tickets just two bucks a head. So from every town and hamlet over land and sea they speed the world's greatest dopers with the world's greatest weed. There was hashishes from Morocco, the hemp smokers from Peru, the shashniks from Bagul who smoked the deadly pugaroo. See the dealers and their ladies wearing turquoise, lace, and leather. See the narcos and the closet smokers puffing all together. Man, from the teenies who smoke legal to the ones who done some time to that old man who smoked reefer back before it was a crime. Well, that grand old house that Babe Ruth built was filled with the stokes and the cries of 50,000 screaming heads all stoned out of their minds. And they played the national anthem. And the crowd let out a roar as the spotlight shone on the kid and Pearl ready for their smoking war. At a table piled high with grass as high as a mountain peak just the tops and buds of the rarest flowers. Not one stem, branch, or seed. There was Maui Waui, the Panama Red, and Acapulco Gold. There were keys from East Afghanistan and that rare Alaskan cold. There were sticks from Thailand, gains from the island, some of Bangkok's blooming best. Even that rare white imported shit that capsized off Key West. And Walton Tops, and Kenya Bang, and Riviera Floors. And even that rare Manhattan silver that grows down in the New York sewers. And there was bubbling ice-cold lemonade and sweet grapes by the bunches and Hershey bars and Oreos in case anybody got the munchies. Well, the Calistoga kid, he smiles and Pearly, she just grinned and the drums rolled low. And the crowd screamed, go! And the world's first smoke-off begins. Well, the kid, he flicks his fingers once and zap that first joint's roll. Pearl takes one toke with the famous lungs. Turns that roach stone cold. So the kid, he rolls a super bomb that would paralyze a moose. Pearl takes one mighty monster hit. And that bomb is defused. So he rolls three in just 10 seconds. Pearly smokes him up in nine. And everybody sits back and says, shit. Shit. This just might take some time. See the blur of flying fingers. See the red coal burning bright as the nighttime turns to morning. 
and the morning fades to night, and the autumn turns to summer, and a whole damn year's gone by, and the two sit on their Rosefield stage, puffing and rolling, puffing and rolling. With trembling hands, she rolls his J's, his fingers blue and stiff. She coughs and glances through bloodshot gaze and puffs through blistered lips. And as she reaches out her hand for another stick of gold, the kid gasps. Well, damn it, bitch. There ain't nothing left to roll. Nothing left to roll, screams Pearl. Is this some twisted joke? I didn't come here to fuck around, man. I come here to smoke. And she reached across the table and she grabbed his bony sleeves and she crumpled up his body like dry and brittle leaves, flicking out the teeth and bones like useless stems and seeds. And she rolls him in a zigzag and she lights him like a roach. And the fastest man with the fastest hand. Goes up in a puff of smoke. Well, in that laid-back California town of sunny San Rafael, there's a girl named Pearly Sweetcake, and you just might know her well. She's been stoned 35 of her 38 years, and her story is still widely told. And she can still smoke him faster than any dude can roll. But off in New York City, on a street that has no name. There's the hands of the Calistoga kid in the Beatnik Hall of Fame. And underneath his fingers, there's a little golden scroll that says, Beware of being the roller when there's nothing left to roll.
defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. to tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics bowie dylan marley You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.